Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guys, this is Mike Badano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks. Hey guys, welcome back to Sarcastic Remarks. It's been a couple weeks, you guys. My name is Ryan. To my left is James. To my right is Chris. And we are the official Dallas Stars podcast of THPN. We are sponsored by DraftKings Sportsbook. Go and use DraftKings Sportsbook next time you go and use their app. Chris is Vanna Whiting, the promo code up there in the top corner for us. Anyways, guys, how has your last two weeks been? Been good? I'm in North Texas, so I am sick with allergies. Yay. Of course you are. <laughs> but, and this is me, too. Anytime I go up there and I come back here, you know, vice versa, I always end up getting sick because it's so different here compared to West Texas. So, Oof. Oof. <laughs> Well, my life has been crazy. We had our first official day of school today, actually. Whoa. It was like Fancy just... guy over here is big, big school guy. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, big time. And uh, we just got the rest of our drill for our opening uh, our opening set for our marching show. So we're getting That's looking good. forward to that. Last year, y'all didn't have it until like four weeks into school, huh? Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> so actually yeah. having your drill well, is great. Well, and it really sucks when like when COVID screws everything up and the the first COVID year, so the the I guess it was the 2020 year. Yeah. The the 2020 marching season, we literally performed our entire show once. Once. And that was at the Region Margin Contest. That was stupid. Never hope to do that again. But well, I understand how COVID this is with supply chains. I don't understand how it slows somebody down on making drill. But okay, it, it was it was crazy. It was insane. It was stupid. Sure. The the guy was he was just drowning with the amount of uh, stuff that he had end up doing. But yeah, it is what it is. Sounds like a him problem. It's like a him problem. <laughs> Anyways, James, how are you doing, bud? You doing okay? I'm tired. Yeah. Driving Zaz. Yeah. I'm eating these saltines. I've almost eaten the whole bag uh, already. <laughs> He's gonna well, hey, I'm, soon. I'm over cool. here eating. Probably, I'm over here eating my sandwich. So. And I'm over here sniffling into a rag. I'm trying not to die. Oh, right. All right. Nothing happened this week, so we're making stuff up. Ryan, what are we making up first? We're making up. We, we literally talked about this about three minutes before we got on here, but you know it's gonna be fun, anyways. Um, 
the NHL.com writer Tracy Myers. Three questions facing the Dallas Stars. We're going to discuss all three of the questions, and it's pretty obvious what number one is because we've already talked about it, but we'll talk about it again a little bit. Um, And then we're going to get into a little bit of our predictions, our way-too-early predictions for the 2022-2023 season for each of the divisions. And this is not going to be like, you know, super in depth and like, well, this player moved here and then, you know, this such and such and in explaining every team. But we may like pick and choose what we think is interesting and kind of talk about it as we go. So, and I've got a couple of hot takes in here too, because there's going to be some teams missing the playoffs, especially in the East that did not miss the playoffs uh, this past year. So, but we'll, we'll talk about it when we get there. Anyways, so. First question facing the Dallas Stars, uh, according to Tracy Myers, obviously, and it's what everybody else is talking about right now. Will the Dallas Stars be able to re-sign Jason Robertson and Jake Ottinger? Um, it's been two weeks since we've talked about it. Um, are we still kind of in the same the same spiel here, guys, or does it feel different? Or what 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 are y'all's thoughts? Yeah, the point that the article made was right now there's no real deadline for it to happen. So camp isn't coming up soon really yet. Uh, The season isn't coming up, obviously, and there's no deadline for them to have to sign except for December, which is well into the season. So when when there's no deadline, stuff just kind of doesn't happen. So that's kind of why it's taking a while. But uh, we'd like to see that get resolved sooner rather than later because... It's not looking good right now. Is 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 what it is. Those are two key pieces. Yeah, because right now you're looking into going into the season with a tandem of Anton Hudobin and Scott Wedgwood, which is not not what you want. Fire. Very not good at all. And uh, just a little worried about that. James, what are your what are your thoughts on all of this? Is it still just about the same for you, or are you, are you just not worried about it? I mean, it it's more of the same but you know there's just a slight worry like oh are they asking for like too much and we don't have enough cap space for that or like you know stuff like that but they'll probably i i I wouldn't expect them to not get this done somehow it'll it'll do right yeah i know yeah the cat in the background (laughs) sorry if you hear if you hear a cat in the background that's my cat binks who is crying at the bedroom door because he wants in but you know it is what it is uh, and for those of you who don't know, like the name Binks, you need to figure out why his name is Binks. He's a black cat. That'll give you a hint. Um, oh, there he is. Hey, Binks. Okay. Anyways, um, there is another question that's kind of jumped out with some people is they're starting to worry that maybe an offer sheet will come available uh, to either one of these guys. Um, first off, do you think e- either one of these guys would even sign an offer sheet? to for, for any team yeah you'd be stupid not to i mean just, that's just extra money for you so if they get an offer sheet they definitely will sign one but i just don't think anyone's gonna offer sheet them because nobody has cap space so I, I don't see any team is really in a position to go after a player like this especially with the way the cap is going right now yeah yeah well here's a here's a thing and i i this is just a random thought. I don't think they even hold the enough draft picks to do it. But if they were somehow to do it, you know, Vegas could pro- maybe go after Ottinger, considering they just lost Robin Leonard for the whole season. And, I mean, 
that that's just insane that Robin Leonard is going to be out the whole season. That came out in the last two weeks. I don't think they have the cap space for him. I mean, they just had to purge right, it, uh, yeah. a ton of players just to get below, just to get cap compliant. So just people don't have the space. It's literally just a space thing right now. Nobody has enough room for how good this player is. Same thing with John Klingberg. I mean, if somebody had the room to sign him for $7 million or for extended period of time, they might've, but nobody has the room to do it right now. Yep. Um, you know, I, I, it'll get done. Do do, do y'all think the real deadline for this is December 1st and it's going to take all the way to December 1st to get this done? Or do you think the real deadline is like the beginning of the season? Yeah, if it's not done by the beginning of the season, then Jim Neal has failed at his job. I mean, it has to be done before the season starts. Honestly, it should be done before camp starts. I mean, we want these guys at camp and to get into the yeah. swing of things and all and, that. So, and there's still young players too. I mean, they they have kind of they've had their kind of good years, breakout years, but they're still young players, and not playing yeah. can really hurt them. And young players learn more, too. I mean, when you're still new to the game, you're learning a lot more, especially in those camps. So th- those are, I still think, a big deal for players like that. Even with how good they are, they can get better. And that's how you get better, is go to those camps and stuff. Are, are y'all still thinking that one of them signs a, a long-term deal? or Because at, at one point I was thinking Robertson's going to sign an eight-year deal and Ottinger's going to go for the, ugh, I, I can't think of the word right now, Bridge, bridge deal. Thank you. The bridge deal. But now I'm starting to think that at this point, the the stars don't even have enough calf space to do a long-term deal. So I'm thinking both are looking at like three, four-year deals at most. I think the reason it's locked up is I think they both want long-term deals and the stars can't do it. And I think Robert, Robertson and Ottinger's agents are trying to force them to make a move to open up cap space and Neil doesn't want to do it. So I think that's what's causing the problem. I think it was get closer to the season. I'm still confident that they're both going to be signed before the start of the season. It's just not a comfortable time right now. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it, the stars are in an, in an unusual situation with this because they don't normally have, you know, two giant RFAs like this, you know, available and, and everything like that. But, uh, still, we'll, we'll see how this situation goes. I, I still stand by my prediction that they'll both be signed by the first game of the season. I think they may hold out through training camp, but I'm not worried. They're going to get signed. Um, okay, second question here on uh, this article. How quickly will they adjust without John Klingberg? And I guess we could talk a little bit more about uh, the defense as a whole. Uh, but how quickly will they adjust without John Klingberg? Do you think it'll be just right away they'll be able to figure it out and people will jump in and it's going to be all great? Or do you think it may take a month or two for this defense without, you know, arguably their best defenseman? So there's a couple of reasons why this is kind of a complicated question. The first one is that what we're hoping that happens when DeBoer comes in is that our whole game plan changes completely anyway. So what we all think is going to happen is we're going to be a top 10 offense now, even if Ben and Sagan don't have great years, which is what I'm still expecting too. So that's going to make it look a lot different, even if Klingberg was here. Um, the other thing is we still have Amiro Haskinen, and he's not in the top 10 of time on ice, and he totally could be. And if we need to rely on him in that way, I'm honestly fine with that. 
I mean, playing him the full time on the power play, I've already talked about how I think that's a good idea, just letting him quarterback the whole thing. He can play a lot of minutes. I, I really wouldn't be super upset with that. We, there's a lot of great defensemen who play 25 minutes every night. So I, I don't know that that's that big of a deal. The biggest issue that you'll see, I think, with the loss of Klingberg is getting out of the defensive zone, which is kind of weird since we always talked about how he had a lot of turnovers. But he had a lot of turnovers because he had the fuck a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think that's the biggest point that we're going to see in the beginning of the season is we're going to have a little bit more trouble getting out of our own zone. But I think that's where the change in system can help too, because your forward should be coming back more helping to get the puck out of the zone and helping with the outlet instead of just relying on the defenseman to do it. So we'll see. I don't think it's going to be as big of a deal as we think it is. It's, it's definitely going to affect us on the power play. Like we're going to notice that probably pretty quickly, but for the most part, yeah, I agree with you, Chris. The the thing about this is someone needs to step up, right? Someone needs to step up because there's there's a void in that top four, in my opinion, right now. There is. Um, so obviously you could kind of put uh, Mira Haskin in and Ryan Suter and Essa Lindell, I guess, as your as your top three, I guess now. But who steps up with uh, Klingberg being gone? Is it going to be Miller? Is it going to be Harley or Hawkenpah? I think the obvious answer is Hawkenpah. But the argument I was making with my first point was that, I mean, Haskinen steps up like even more and just fills that role yeah. by playing there'll be, more. There'll be two narrow Haskinens in the top four. <laughs> Pretty much. No, I'm like, I'm like serious about that. Like he can play with Suter and then double shift him playing with Lindell. I would not be opposed to that with how good of a player he is. As long as like, it's not obviously it's not tearing him down, but I would, I would be okay with him being in the top 10 of time on ice top five, even in the league. So, I mean, he's that good of a player. You got to be worried about like how much is too much, because if you play him too much, then he may lose his effectiveness, right? Even as good as he is. Drew Doughty on the Kings plays so much ice time has a huge impact on all the games he plays and he's what what is he 37 he's not 37 i think he's like 33 <laughs> he's old as heck <laughs> oh gosh he's a young Chris, guy. shut up you're making me feel old he's gonna be a young guy i feel like he can do that no problem you're obviously gonna have to watch it and and see how he handles that much time on ice but i just think he's such a good player he's a He's a franchise player for this team. He should be leaned on in a big way like that. And I don't think he was last season. And I, I think he should be. I think I think he's a key to making this team great. Is Miro Haskin is the superstar in the NHL. Yep. And uh and we we've talked about it all year and the fact that he he's gonna have to step up in order for this team to take the next step. And uh you know, he's he's been good for as long as he has been. I mean, it's been three, four years now that he's been good. But he hasn't been great, if that makes any sense. Right? Yeah. It, I, especially we, Everybody especially feels with, like that there's another step in that potential that he's got. Especially with Klinger gone, if we want to be in an, the cup conversation, he's got to have a Norris season, is what it is. He's got to be a Norris candidate at the end of the year. Okay, so I'm sorry. I'm looking at time on ice for last season. So last season he 
his average was 24-53, which was good for 14th in the Ooh, NHL. That is pretty high. So, but, but I mean, you, you still got guys. I mean, a lot of these guys are huge guys for their teams. Kale McCarr, Seth Jones, Thomas Shabbat, Brent Burns. Chris Letang, uh, Roman Yossi. Those Norris who, guys are in the top 10. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, we're going to have to see something like that from Mira Haskinen. Um, and it, the the bad thing about this is that if you lose Mira Haskinen, we're really in big trouble. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't lose Mira Haskinen to injury at all. You so, gotta, he's got to be protected more, almost more than your goalie. Right. <laughs> but um, it, one more point. Hagenplaugh played very good last year and just yeah. got better as the season went on. He's a great option for a number four. I think he is solidly a number four on any team. That, and now that our team does not have a, a great blue line, he's now our number four. Yeah. I, I would expect him to be a number four. And honestly, I would expect, I, I hope Harley tries to fight Suter for an actual number four spot. And Hockenpah ends up being a number three pretty much. Because honestly, like Suter... He plays a lot of time, but he doesn't have a big impact. Like he 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 eats yeah. up ice time like crazy, which is which is great considering that we are low on defensemen right now. But he he doesn't have the impact that someone like Thomas Harley could have. Yeah, that, that I mean that's true of Lindell too, though. When you think about it, I mean, great defenseman. He makes more good defensive plays than Suter does, I think, and that's why I think yeah. you mentioned Suter ahead of him. But as far as game impact. You're definitely right. Harley has way more potential to do that. And we've talked about for the past two seasons now that Harley needs to break out into the NHL. He's running out of chances, honestly. So I think you're definitely right about that, James. I I, I don't I don't think he is. He, he's nowhere close. I mean, when you look, I mean, exhibit a Dennis Garyanov. <laughs> he's been given every single chance possible. I, I think Harley yeah, has Dennis, way more. Dennis Garyanov had a breakout season where he was the top goal scorer on the team. For with 20 goals, okay, 20 goals. Still, 20. You were the only one on your team scoring. You're you're gonna get some leeway. I guess Harley has not. Harley, don't forget last year. Last year he was on the starting roster, and he lost it because he sucked. He played bad, defensively specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he didn't have any impact offensively, so he's he's got to figure something out. I mean. Three seasons in a row, we're trying to get him on the roster. That's not a good sign. <laughs> well, here's a here's a quote from the assistant general manager of the Dallas Stars, uh, Scott White, um, and I'm sure he's obviously being asked about this exact question. You know, you know, are, who's going to take more responsibility? He says they're going to take more responsibility. Yes, are they going to be full time right then to start the season? That's up to the player, but I certainly project them of taking more of that time. Yes. So I, I'm really thinking that uh, I really think Harley's going to be the one that, that fills that spot. I think he's going to be able to, to, to take that role because so. that's how the stars have been successful in the past. You have two puck moving defensemen in your top four, and that's just, he's not going to be asked to do the same things John Klingberg does, but he will be expected to be on that second pairing. So I, I, I do that think it's going to take ideal. some, to, to actually answer the question, how quickly will they adjust without John Klingberg? I think it's going to take some time. I'll give it like a month and a half into the season before they m- figure it out. Maybe longer. But uh, anything else to add to that? 
Yeah, I, really, I think it's, it's going to be pretty quick. I think Haskinen is good enough to carry it on his own for a little bit until we do figure it out, like you're saying, Ryan. So I don't think it's a huge deal, especially with the way we're going to be changing our system. Yeah, I think the harder thing is going to be how we adjust to the system rather than not having John Klingberg. Yeah, and that's fair. Okay, uh, number three, the third question um, Tracy puts up here. Can Joe Pavelski thrive again this season? And this is actually a very good question uh, when you think about it because, you know, we just kind of assume, right? At, at this point, yes, he, he had a really good season. He had the best, you know, statistical season of his career with 27 goals, 54 assists, and 82 games. But he's going to be uh, – or, or he actually is 38 now. So, yes, he did it last year, but – you know, he is getting older. Is he going to be able to still produce, assuming Robertson gets assigned? Is he still going to be able to produce with those two guys, with Henson Robertson, like he did last season? It, is that a fair expectation? I mean, your assumption has to be no, is, is what your assumption has to be. Just because he's... To be safe. He's old. Yeah, to be safe, he's older. But, I mean, I didn't see any signs last year of him slowing down, and I didn't see any part of his game that demanded him to be a fast skater or physical or anything like that. He just had to have good hockey sense, which of course he does. It's extremely easy hands. They went in. (laughs) (laughs) So. Yeah. I mean, I I think as long as he doesn't get hurt, then he will keep playing. You think a one game though still, that's a big ask with, with the line that he's on and the way that he's able to play with those players, he's he's literally able to just sit in front of the net and just hold his stick out and they shoot it to his stick and then he taps it in the net. Like it, it's it, that's what he does though. Like we're laughing, but that's literally what he does. He's the he's the best right player time, right in the league at doing that, and I, that's not even debatable, honestly. Like he, he just goes to the front of the net. Hey, hey, look at my stick, waves it around. They shoot it and then he taps it in. And, and that's the only thing he practices for like hours on end. It's if he can keep doing that, then I think, yes, he could very easily be a point per game player again. Right. Um, you know, do you think he actually starts the season with, with those two guys on the, on the line? I think he had, at the very least he starts on the, on on the same line together. Yeah. Um, and the only reason I see it, it seemed, it seems logical to us, but the reason why I'm asking that is because it, it seemed that the, the article kind of questions it. Let let me just read it straight from here. Uh, it's unclear if coach Pete DeBoer keeps those three talking about Robertson, hence Pavelski together again to start the season. But regardless of line mates, Pavelski has been one of the most consistent producers throughout his career. So, I mean, uh, Tracy even pulls up the question, which it's fair to say because Not maybe fair. he need. You don't think so? No, bad question. I don't bad definitely question. on the same line. <laughs> I don't. I don't think he works well with many of our other players, honestly. Because the reason why he's able to do what he does because he's got two two a, a speed demon and a crazy other smart player going around distracting everyone else while he just glides to the front of the net and sits there. Hey guys, I'm right here. Yeah. Pass me the puck. <laughs> But and remember, this line was probably top five the past two seasons now. Yeah. So I mean, it was no, it was the second up that line up right off the bat. It was the second best line behind the Flames' first line. Yep, that's that's 
That's fair to say. Yeah, last yeah. And it no, was like statistically, was statistically, it was the best. It was the second best line in the in the NHL. And that's, that's crazy, crazy considering about, and we barely yeah. made the playoffs. That's unbelievable. Yeah. And and there's so many other teams with like really fantastic first lines. Well, uh, and the cra- the the only reason why, or one of the reasons why they're that they were the second best is because those other teams will switch players around more. We like literally th- this line is the line that works, and we can't really switch anyone out and interchange because no, no one else does it. <laughs> yeah. line, and this is our defense lines. <laughs> yes, lines, literally. Lines that's, plural. That's, yeah, <laughs> defensive that's, lines plural. That that that's why it was like <laughs> that. But still. I mean, they were they were the second best forward line. Yeah. So, in conclusion, stupid question. Moving. On. <laughs> hey, I, I I agree, but that's just the that's like the you know behind the scenes what she's trying to get across. You know, it's like you know does he start the season on the same line? He will. And and especially he doesn't need to be playing center anyways. He he's. I think he just does not have the speed like he used to, and he used to be pretty pretty fast. But he's 38, and he works as a as a winger better now than you know as a center. So, yeah. And in today's NHL, who cares what your position is? There's forwards and there's defensemen. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much everybody can take a face off. Pretty much. Hey guys, it's Ryan here. College football is finally back. It's time to enjoy the tradition, the fun, and the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. To celebrate the best time of the year right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets instantly, win or lose. If that's not enough action for you, you can also place a same-game parlay for a shot at an even bigger payout. Just combine multiple bets into one, like which team will get the win, which team to score first, and much more. One of the teams I'm going to be looking at is obviously Texas A&M because, you know, my brother goes to Texas A&M, Chris, and, you know, my dad's also an Aggie as well. So that's going to be a team I'm going to be following throughout the college football season. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet just $5 on any college football game, and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 years of age in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for terms and resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee, Call or text the Tennessee red line at 1-800-889-9789. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. One per new customer, minimum $5 deposit and wager. $200 issued as eight $25 free bets. <laughs> okay, uh, anyways, let's get into the next part of our thing today. Um, we want to talk about... Our predictions for the standings for each of the divisions here. Um, I have a couple of hot takes here, and I am curious to see what what you guys think. Let's start from eight going up to one. And James, why don't you pick the division we're all going to do first? So you want to do? We're going to do the Atlantic Division. <laughs> That's kind of the easier Is that one. At the top of your page? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's the second one on my page. <laughs> it's kind of the easier one, in my opinion. But th- there's a good, there's some of this is hard, actually, to be honest with you. Okay, uh, the Atlantic Division. Um, 
James, why don't you? No, no, Chris. Why don't you go first and you give us our eight through one? Eight through one. Am I starting at eight? Yes. All right. Starting at eight, we have the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, they sucked. Uh, they're still gonna <laughs> suck. There's no reason for them not to. Except they have Carey Price now, so that might be better. They might jump Ottawa. We'll see. Uh, seven is Ottawa. Little bit of a preface there. They're still bad. Uh, yeah, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> the next one's Detroit. Detroit is still bad. Honestly, any of these three, these three are closer now. So Montreal was totally at the bottom last year. They're all kind of close now. So they're all fighting for last place in this division. Good for them. Uh, next one, we're going to make a little bit of a switch here. Boston's out. Boston is going to be number six. Um, okay. Number five. We've talked. Number five. Whatever, James. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you don't know how to count. It's okay. They're so super it, it, injured. It is, it, is, this, is this number five making the playoffs? This is. Ooh, that's a good question. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out that. when we get to the other. Yeah, end. get we'll, back we'll to me when we go through the Metropolitan. So they're, they're, they're number five. They're, they're too hurt. The super line is not super anymore. Uh, Goaltending, eh, whatever. I'm going to give number four to Buffalo. A lot of good young players. Good chance for any of them to break out. Buffalo's making the playoffs. Wow. Um, Number three is Toronto. They don't have a goalie. I don't know what they're doing. (laughs) Not yet. They have two two darts and hoping one of them hits the bullseye. (laughs) They're hoping one of them hits the board. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they're just looking for any, any kind of points. Any kind of points, we're happy. I don't know what they're doing, honestly. This is stupid. In goaltending, yeah, I have no clue what they're doing. Like, year after year, they're just like, uh, this goalie. And everyone's like, why? And they're like, we like him. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, just let Campbell go. He was terrible. Uh, yeah. Number two, we're going to keep it at Tampa Bay at number two. They're still a good team. I don't think they're going to be bad for like five years. They could do nothing for five years, and that's when they'll finally be bad. Um, and then number one is still Florida. Best line in the league. They got Kachuk. Oh, Kachuk over Huberdo is an upgrade, in my opinion. I think they're going to be a better team. They're going to be a more dynamic team, a more physical team, better team in the playoffs. Even with the loss of McKenzie Weger? Yes. They're a yeah. better hockey team. Okay. I think they're a better hockey team. That's fair. That's fair. Totally. Kachuk is just that much of a difference maker, in my opinion. I think it's way underrated, especially in a system like Florida has. I think he's going to thrive. Okay. James, you want to go first? Or you want me to go next? Uh, I'll go because yours is going to be better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm, I'm still I'm still thinking about mine while I'm going to say it. So yours is definitely going to be That's better. That's how you I do promise. it, James. Wing it. That is how you do it. You got to do it by the feel in your heart. You know, how do you feel right now? Okay. So number eight is going to be Montreal. There's I I don't honestly they didn't change hardly anything. They're going to have players who aren't going to be hurt anymore, but. They're still really bad, so they're number eight. Um, so the next, the next couple kind of like th- this division. A lot of them have gotten better, not like substantially better, but they're all better than they were 
last year at least. So I don't know. I'll put I'll put Detroit at seventh because they they still have a lot of young players and and there there's still a lot of uncertainty with that and their defense still isn't great. So I'll put Detroit at seven, and then I'll put I'll put Ottawa at sixth because they they picked up lots of people. That's about it. That's my only reason Yay, for that. Warm bodies. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um. So number five, I'll probably put Boston too. Honestly, I don't like copying Chris, but <laughs> but Boston, I don't know. They they've just been like they've been on the edge of the playoff line for a long time now, right? And Couple there's years. gonna. Yeah, there's going to be a point where they're going to drop out, and I just feel like this year's probably one of one of those years. So that means that Buffalo is going to be my number four because there's no way that Buffalo is beating Tampa Bay, Toronto, or Florida. I don't have a reason for that. I'm not going to give one. Y'all figure it out. <laughs> 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 um, my number three... I'll put Tampa in number three again. I, I think Tampa's just a much, they're a much better playoff team than they are a regular season team. And that's not a bad thing. Uh, number put, two. Put Toronto in number one, James. I dare you. I am not going to put Toronto at number one, but I will put them at number two. Their, their offense is still crazy. I mean, in the middle of the season when they didn't have Jack Campbell, they still were playing very well and winning so, games in winning games. Yeah. So they can it's obviously four. over, they can overcome goaltending, but the avalanche I mean, did it. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, they still had Kemper, goaltending. Kemper still, yeah, he's still, he's still okay. So I mean, he's fine. I wouldn't say he's, he's bad. I wouldn't either, but he's not, he's not the greatest, obviously. But yeah. He's fine. <laughs> he's fine. Fine. And then I'll put Florida at number one again. Their their offense did not change that much. And you, I mean, we saw how they were winning games last season. They were winning games six and seven goals to, do you to think two and three. Do you think they're better with Kachuk versus Huberdo? That's an interesting question. That honestly, that's hard to say. It, it's, it, it is so hard. It is so and, hard to say. And, and that's me. Absolutely, yes, is my is my answer. And but you lose Huberdo. You lose both Huberdo of those players are so good. Yeah. Chuck makes I mean, up for both of them. It, both, both of the players are so good. It's just... I don't know. It's swapping them changes the style of your play a little bit, but I, I'm not sure that it changes as much on the offensive side, like how many goals they're going to score. They're still going to be those really good goal scorers and score a lot. So, yeah. Florida at number one. All right, Ryan, tell us why you hate Buffalo. How did you know? <laughs> <laughs> I made a totally face both times we put Buffalo in four. I, I don't totally hate them, okay? So, and... And I, I keep actually going back and forth, and I, I keep changing it as y'all were talking, but I think I'm going to change it again. Okay. Uh, I, I also have Montreal down at the bottom. 
All right. It, and it's and, and they have gotten better. They got uh, the Donoff. They got Kirby Doc. But it's it's just it's not in the cards for them right now. And plus, they've got young guys. They're looking to build. They're looking to build. So, um, I feel for Carey Price. I, I feel for Carey Price because I think twenty twenty was a shot and he he missed out on it. Or twenty twenty one. Excuse me. Twenty twenty one was a shot. Um, number seven, I have Buffalo. And the the reason why I'm not high on Buffalo is because of their goaltending. Their goaltending is nowhere near where it needs to be. Um, they've got Craig Anderson and I think some other person. I, I can't even remember now. And uh, so I just don't see it happening for Buffalo. It, just because of their goaltending, I, I think they will get better. They might have a better record than they did last season, but I just don't see it for them. And number six, I have Boston as well, guys. So that's it's funny that all of us agree with Boston. Um, and I it actually, just, it just feels like Boston is it's like doom and gloom time. I don't know. <laughs> and and that is exactly why I'm scared of putting them at six because they just may turn it around and be third in the division as well. But uh, the the reason why I put them at six is because they just don't have uh, like two defensemen. I think McAvoy is out for to start the season. And then so is uh Marshawn. And I think just a slow start. They're not going to be able to, you know, catch up. So I think they're going to miss the playoffs. N- number five. Who do you think I have? Tampa. Ottawa. Detroit. I have Detroit at number five and number four. I have Ottawa. So Ottawa is making the playoffs yeah. this year. You guys. No way. Crazy. Number four, Ottawa. They've made so much changes. They've got two, and you're going to make fun of me again. They got two thirds of a first line. Okay. You got Alex DeBrinket, who can score 40 goals. You've got Claude Giroux, who was almost a point per game player last season. Terrible first line. No, it's going to be a great first line. And they have goaltending, and they've got Thomas Shabbat. Thomas Shabbat is like a beast. So Ottawa will make the playoffs. Uh, Number three is Tampa, and they'll find some way to make it back to the Stanley Cup final, even though. Uh, they they get third in the in the standings. They don't care about regular season. Number two, I have Florida. Number one, I have Toronto. Oh Toronto is going to be able. <laughs> Toronto is going to be able to do it. And and, and you here's a hot win the cup too. No, 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 no. Uh, t- I think you did. They'll here, lose in the first round. Here's <laughs> yeah, of course they will. <laughs> um, the here's a hot take for Toronto. I I think Sam Sonoff is going to be able to take over the number one position. Right now, everyone assumes that it's going to be Matt Murray and he's going to be the number one goalie. I think it may start that way, but I think Samsonov is going to be the goalie for Toronto that that comes out and, you know, takes that number one job. Craig Anderson is awful, but Samsonov, I'm high on that guy. Love him. Craig Anderson is a good goaltender, but he's 41 years of age. I'm sorry, but no. Samsonov. Ilya Samsonov? Yeah, who's that guy? He's the Washington Capitals' old goalie. Yeah, the one that they thought was going to be really, really good, and then was just kind of eh. I think Sorry. he does it. That's just me. Okay, Metro Division. Let's do a Metro first, or next, so that we can talk about who makes the playoffs, who doesn't. All right. Uh, you want to go first? Who wants to go first? Well, we'll you keep want me to go first? Order. Okay, Chris, you go first. Yeah, we're not sneaking this. We're not sneaking it. All right, no last sneaking. is Philadelphia. I think Duh. we're trying to hit the Hey, can we all agree at least on that? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're trying to hit the floor. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, Subban still hasn't signed, so that's weird. New Jersey's next. <laughs> um, the Islanders didn't get any better. 
I think they're getting worse. I'm putting the Islanders next. Um, and then this is just a gut feeling, probably kind of stupid. Next is Pittsburgh. And I think Pittsburgh is out of the playoffs. Above Pittsburgh, I'm putting Washington. They get wild card two. Above them, I'm putting Columbus. I give them wild card one. Wait, you're putting Columbus um, above? I'm putting Columbus above Washington and Pittsburgh. Really? Okay, that's a good. Yes. Okay, that's a hot take. <laughs> then New York in two, and I still have Carolina winning it. I think Carolina is a really good team. They're still a cup contender. Um, I think Columbus is a lot better with Claude Giroux. I, I don't think they were a bad Johnny team Goudreau. last year. You got Johnny Gaudreau. Sorry, gosh dang it. <laughs> so many people moved around. It's impossible. I know. Yeah, yeah. Johnny Gaudreau. I think they're a lot better. I think he fits their play style well. I think they underperformed last year too. I think they had a better hockey team than they played with. Um, I think they have a good, solid, controlled style. And they're a better hockey team than they showed last season. And with a big player like that who can lead them offensively, which they need, I think they got a good chance of breaking out. I think they're going to solidly be in the playoffs. And they got a guy in Patrick Laine who can definitely put the puck in the net. Exactly. So Johnny Gaudreau passing to Patrick Laine, that's kind of scary. As long as they bring back John Tortorella, they're in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> So are you saying oh, Philadelphia man. is going to make the playoffs then? Because that's where Tortorella is right now. Oh, I forgot he actually got a job. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting to see him on TNT. <laughs> I wanted his hot takes now. Yeah, I wanted his hot takes, man. Skill is bad. Yeah, skill bad. Skill. These guys yeah. too flashy. Yeah. Don't Tony like Ziggris doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> James, what you hey, got? Anyway. Oh, wait, no, no, wait. <laughs> Wait, Chris, did you finish? Yeah, I, yeah, I put Carolina. Yeah, I think you put Carolina top. Yeah, okay. All right, so James, I'm go. giving both. Uh, hold on, I'm giving both the wild cards to the Metro. I don't. So I don't Buffalo think... doesn't make the playoffs. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna make a new rule that can be nine teams in the playoff in the East next season. Nine teams in the playoff. <laughs> yes. We're having the we're having a wild card game. There it is. I think it's up it's game, up for yeah. debate between who's in between uh No. That's hard, isn't it? <laughs> the East is really good. The East is really good. Dang it, dude. Well we'll come back to you, Chris. Think I about think, it for a second. No, no. Ryan, I hate you. Buffalo's in. You're you're we're trying to persuade me. Buffalo is in. <laughs> so no. One gets each. Buffalo's in. <laughs> Buffalo okay. gets eight. Oh. So I'll do mine now, I guess. Yeah, right, at least I'll it. try. Okay, so I'm going to have the same bottom two as Chris, Philadelphia, New Jersey. Shark. I'm going to put the Capitals at number six. Ugh. Why? I know. I know. What's the feeling um, there? I I don't know. I, they're old. <laughs> <laughs> We hate old Capitals teams. Capitals are old. Yeah, I don't like. I so. Yeah, I hate old teams. I hate teams. watching old hockey teams. <laughs> so it's, is Pittsburgh next then? Um, he's gonna do. He's gonna give him the double whammy. Nah, he's gonna. He's gonna put Columbus next. 
I am going to put Columbus next. I'm going to put oh, Columbus no. fifth. It was against his own logic. Follow my heart. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it gets better. I'm going to put the Islanders fourth, and then the top three stays the same for me. Pittsburgh, Rangers, Carolina. And I am going to say that the Metro gets five playoff spots. So, okay, so, that, so that puts the Islanders and Columbus both in. Okay. Okay. So my my uh, Eastern Conference playoff teams is Carolina, Rangers, Pittsburgh, Islanders, Columbus, Florida, Toronto, Tampa Bay. So it, here's an interesting question, and I want to ask you is why the Islanders? Because the Islanders didn't even make the playoffs last season. I think the Islanders got screwed with their whole stadium situation, and they had a lot of bad COVID stuff go on. I, I really think that team's a whole lot better. I think they kind of had what the Golden Knights had, where it was just like a disaster all season long, and they just couldn't get back from it. They're no and, fault of their own in some cases. Yeah, and and honestly, that, that division's so hard. They got behind so much so fast, and it, they were like the they seventh were a great team, team in the division. At, at like halfway mark. And they crawled all the way back up into fifth, honestly. Yeah. They had an amazing second half of the season. And it I didn't matter. Think that, yeah, it didn't matter because they didn't have a chance to come back. I But I honestly think they're a lot better than, than their fifth standing put. I think they would have, had they not had the problem with their stadium and and that huge, because they, they were one of the teams got that got hit by COVID really, really hard. I, I think they probably would have beat out Washington for that fourth spot. Yeah. And Washington didn't fare too well in the playoffs, did they? They, no, they, they, did. they played the Panthers, they, correct? They did get two games off of them, but the Panthers were not playing like the Panthers. The yeah, Panthers they were decided not they well. were going to play like the Capitals, and they can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, here's mine. Um, mine's fairly similar to y'all's. I, I'm a little lower on on uh, some teams, but it, it's pretty close. Um, eighth, I've got Philadelphia. I mean, they literally did nothing in the offseason other than sign Tony D'Angelo. Uh, number seven, New Jersey. You know, I like what they're doing, but they're just not ready to make a playoff push yet. They still got a lot of young guys. Uh, number six is Washington for me. Uh, I just... I, I, Darcy Kemper is a mediocre goalie and on a team that's getting older and, you know, maybe they proved me wrong, but I just don't see it with, with Washington. So for old teams, I have Washington and Boston out of the playoffs. Yeah, um, people. And I keep going back and forth on this one too, because I'm kind of in the same boat as you, James, about old teams, but I did put Columbus as fifth. And I think they're going to be really close. Like, I think it's going to be, like, within two points at the end of the season. And uh, they're going to be pushing Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is number four. And I, I think, I mean, I, I could see Columbus making the playoffs next season. They're, they're you know, very silently dangerous, which is uh, which is crazy. But uh, I, I think Goudreau may maybe put him over. I don't know. Um, number three, I've actually got the Islanders. I think I agree with you 100%, James, about, you know, they were kind of screwed over last season with all the other stuff that you mentioned. Um, number two, I've got the Rangers. And then number one, I mean, I, how can you not put Carolina? 
they didn't even sign any like really big free agents, but they had a really good off season. They got Brent Burns. They they got some. That's Ooh, for later, Burns. Chris. That's for later, Chris. Um, but you know that that's just what I think. I, I think Carolina is the best team in that division. So we all sort of kind of agree on some of those. You Chris had had Columbus a little higher, but um. <laughs> But I think I think it is going to be four teams from each division to make the playoffs. So I've got Carolina, both New York teams, Pittsburgh, Toronto, Florida, Tampa, Ottawa. I think Ottawa is going to make the playoffs for the first time in a while. So, all right, uh, you want to save Central for last? Then just do Pacific now. Yeah, yep. we'll do Pacific. Okay. I actually think Central is all pretty right. easy to predict, to be honest. Well, we know the Central better. Yeah, it's I easy. guess, but even even looking at it, it seems kind of easy to me. All right, I'm gonna start this off. We're gonna put Anaheim Ducks are gonna be in the last place. No, <laughs> no, yeah, they are. I was about no, to say. Oh man, no, gosh. I think they are in last place. I think Anaheim Ducks are in last place. I think they halfway bought in, and I think the the team doesn't make sense, honestly. I don't know what they're trying to do, but whatever it is, I don't like it's it. It's not working. <laughs> I don't think it's working. I'm putting San Jose above them. I'm pumping up Seattle Kraken, three whole spots, and they still Ooh. suck. Um, <laughs> they suck on purpose, though. Uh, I, I, I think at this point, they traded everybody away. So Then I think the Kings way overperformed last year. The Kings are going to be in that five spot there. Um, then this one's tough. I think Vegas and the Canucks are really close to each other. I think they're neck and neck all season long, pretty much. Um, I'm still going to give the edge to Vegas. They're just based on history, a little bit better players, more, more, uh, more seasoned players. I, I think, I think that'll give them the edge there. So we'll put Vegas in, uh, and what, what did I say? Third? Yeah. Vegas is in third. Um, and then we'll do Edmonton, Calgary, just the same. I think Edmonton still has the same problems they've always had. Um, so you don't I think, think Campbell's going to do well? Probably not. Really? <laughs> I don't, that's, that's fair enough. I mean, you look at you look at what happened, what he did in Toronto. Very good for some period of time, really bad for another period of time. I don't think Mm -hmm. it's really going to make that big of a difference. I think we know what that team is. It's outscore your problems. And we know they can do it now because they made it so far in the playoffs doing that. But that's still what it is. Calgary, I think, after after letting the the dust fall on the whole blockbuster trade thing, they are still a very good team now, too. Uh, They still have a great goalie. I think Huberto's a really good fit there, actually. Maybe better than Kachuk. and their depth is better now, too. So they're not really a one-line team anymore. Maybe they're a better overall team now. Yeah. So I mean, I mean that was always... That, that's kind of what think about. That's kind of what Flames fans were always, like, harping about. They're always harping on their top guys because they're not scoring enough, and they're still the only ones scoring. <laughs> so are you saying yeah. we need to trade away Jason Robertson so we can have better depth? Because <laughs> we're a one-line team, I don't think Jason too. Robertson got 100 points last season. He still got about yeah. eighty or ninety points. So, yeah. or was it? Was it only seven? There was a big difference from the Flames. The Flames were so. So we had the second best line in in the league last year, 
and we weren't even close to the Flames line. <laughs> so no. I think there's not 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 a points wise, a, points wise. a long shot. Yes, that's true. All right, James, what you got? All right, so my number eight, I'm gonna put the Sharks. I mean, they they haven't gotten any better. I, it just feels burn. they're terrible now. Well, it just feels like they're getting worse. In in in, I don't know. Gut feeling. It's my heart. You know, that's how I'm deciding these. Oh, it's his heart. <laughs> you poked my uh, heart. <laughs> Number seven, I'll play uh, Seattle. I don't have a reason. I just think that Anaheim's better than them. Anaheim doesn't have like a lot of, doesn't have like a structure really, but they have a lot of good young players, and I think their good young players are good enough to, at least get them up to number six. Okay. Uh, number five, I'm gonna leave Vancouver in number five. I think they're they're still a really good competitive team, but they're just they're it, it feels like they're missing something still. Um, number four. Bruce isn't the answer. Bruce is not the answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number four, I'm gonna put the the LA Kings. I'm gonna put the LA Kings in number four. They're still a really solid team overall. They. I mean, it's they don't have a lot of superstars over there, obviously, but they're they're just like a very well built team, so they'll probably they'll probably have number four soundly. I think I don't think Vancouver's gonna be able to break over the Kings, or so, yeah, break break go be better than the Kings. I think they're gonna be worse than the there Kings. There you go. I made it there. I got there. Uh, <laughs> number three, I'm gonna put Edmonton actually. Okay. They're, oh, they're still, they're still really like crazy offense. Like Chris said, I, I think that Jack Campbell, with how much we said, oh, Toronto should have just kept him. Uh, he's probably not going to do much better in Edmonton, honestly. He, so you think is, you think that Toronto made the right move in not signing him to five by five? For Toronto, probably not because of what they got. Other than that, but. <laughs> I mean, Edmonton's goaltender situation is still better than Toronto's. Toronto just has a lot more weapons than Edmonton does. So Edmonton's going to be number three. Uh, Jack Campbell probably gets hurt halfway through the season, and then they they are, you know, and then they crash and burn. Probably something like that, you know. Um. <laughs> Jeez, <James. laughs> uh, Number number two, I'm going to put Vegas. They they had one of the craziest injury years ever. I mean, even worse than the stars did in that shortened COVID season that we had, that we thought we like, we had crazy amounts of hurt players and we did, but imagine that, but add like three more hurt players on top of that. And that's what Vegas had this year. So I, honestly, I think Vegas is probably fighting very closely with Calgary for that top spot. It wouldn't surprise me if, if they end up in that number one spot and, but I'm going to leave them two till they prove me otherwise. Uh, and then I'm going to leave Calgary number one. Like Chris said, they're still a really good team. They still got all the, all, a lot of their good players. It, I mean, their, their top line really was what was scoring, but their other players are not bad. They're still very, they're, they're a strong team. It, it, it's what it is. It's, they, they play hard. Two of us have Calgary in top. 
I thought I was making a statement with that pick. Nope. Okay, Ryan, go. Okay, so um, mine's very different. Eight, eight this Calgary. My, mine's very different. No, <laughs> Calgary, Calgary is not eight. Eighth is yeah. Calgary. Calgary is eighth, just because they're in Canada. So is so is Edmonton. Edmonton's seventh. Um, no, uh, I've got Seattle at number eight. Um, they've got a lot of problems with their goaltending. Uh, they're not. In, I know they have Shane Wright. I know they have Maddie Beniers, but that's two young guys as your top two centers. Yeah, it's a learning. It's a learning year. Shane those. Wright's mad, bro. He's so, mad. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that that glare that he gave, I, I still remember that in my dreams. It's it's scary. Um, number seven, I've got San Jose. Um, San Jose just needs to tear it down, and they can't because they've got guys who are super old on uh, really really bad contracts. They got rid of one of them with Brett Birds, but they've still got uh, Velasic and they've still got uh, Carlson. So two really bad contracts. Um, number six, I've got Anaheim. Anaheim's is going to make a, a is going to have a better year. I, I think they're going to be competitive, but I again they're still young and and like we all said, they're at the cap floor. They're not even at the close to the cap ceiling. Like Klingberg got them to the cap floor, them spending seven million dollars. So that's my number six. Um, my number five is going to surprise you, especially you, James. Uh, my number five is Vegas. And the the reason why my number You're five wrong. is Vegas, <laughs> no, I'm right. And my, the reason why my number five is Vegas but is because it, they don't have a goalie. They don't have a goaltender that is a proven number one goalie right now. And oh, the yeah, and the so. worst thing about it is they don't have any way to go out and get someone without giving up a crap ton of assets. Okay, they got fleeced by Carolina. Carolina didn't even give them a seventh round pick when they gave up uh, Max Pacioretty and Dylan Coghlan. They're number five. They don't have a goalie. And I was actually kind of the same with you, Chris, between Vancouver and Vegas. And what actually put it for me is the fact that Vegas doesn't have a goalie at five. Vancouver has a fantastic goalie at number four. Thatcher Demko is going to get them to the playoffs. Vancouver is number four. Um, Calgary is not as good as they were last year, so they're my number three. Uh, Huberto is going to have a good season. Uh, you still got Markstrom. You still got, yeah. It, especially their defense, they don't have like a like a superstar, you know, like a Miro Heiskanen or a Kale McCarr. But that defense overall is like really solid. Um, and then I'm actually really high, like really really high on the LA Kings. So I've actually got them getting the second spot in the division, and uh, they because they went out and got Kevin Fiala, and they didn't really change anything else about their team. And they still have Jonathan Quick, they, and they still have Anze Kopitar. And both of those guys, yes, are older, but those guys are still super effective on their team. So, Do you I, not think that they overperformed last year? I don't think they overperformed last year. And the thing is, is even if they did overperform, they've got so many young guys that can pick up the slack. Sean Dursey, <laughs> Quentin Byfield, uh, and there, there's other names that are not coming to me right now that I'm thinking of. But Kevin Fiala on top of that. I mean, Kevin Fiala is a fantastic player and in his own right. And then I've got Edmonton at number one. Um, I don't think Jack Campbell is going to be like, you know, lights out or anything like that. But again, Colorado proved that you don't have to have a fantastic goalie to get first in the year division and win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, so, but you also still have to know how to play defense. And I think they do know how to play defense. I think I they're going to play better do. defense. Yes, I, I, I think they will. 
I think they, they proved that they didn't know how to play defense in the Avalanche series because the Avalanche <laughs> played Turtle, and then they're like, wait, what are we supposed to do with us? Like, like how, how do we – what what now? And, yeah. and, and that's, fair. They looked, that's fair. They looked so lost in, in the last half of that series. So – um, and, and, you know, in all honesty, I could see any one of those top three teams that I had, Calgary, Los Angeles, Edmonton, being in any order, other than maybe Los Angeles being first. So maybe just Calgary or Edmonton being first, and then I, I think that L.A. will be on the top three. I, that's just my yeah, I thought, ultimate prediction. I thought for sure so. both of y'all were going to drop Calgary to third. I did. Oh, well. I guess all right, last one. Last one, Central. All right. The two last place teams are Arizona and Chicago. Imagine that. <laughs> well, okay, but which I, one are the, I really wanted to get to this is which one do you think really? is worse? Yes. Which Who one is, is, worse? is worse? Yes. I want to know. Yes, they're mm-hmm. both worse. It's so much as interesting <laughs> as anything else we talked about tonight. <laughs> Arizona is playing in an airplane hangar. So Arizona's worse. Uh Arizona is eighth. Chicago is seventh. Um, man, that's so embarrassing for Arizona. Okay, moving on. Uh, Winnipeg is still not great. They they've been on like they've been a step below the stars, and so they've just been mediocrely bad for the past five seasons. That kind of sucks for them, but man, I don't know. They gotta they gotta get yeah. something together. Um. This is tough. Um, I'm still going to put the Preds right above the Jets. No, I'm just going to leave it the same. This is so lame. Dang it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be lame. The Stars get fourth. They get the eighth wild card spot. The Blues get third. Um. Same thing. Minnesota second. Avalanche are first. That's how they finished last season. It's boring. I hate myself for doing that. Uh, the the only thing I I could see happening is St. Louis and Nashville switching places. Um, I think St. Louis overperformed last year. I think Nashville did too. Yeah. Honestly, though, how how are you going to so... have seven twenty goal scorers? Tell me that's going to happen twice. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Wait, I thought so they had. I, was it? Really, they might have had, had more eight. than seven. I thought they, they had might eight. have had eight. But like either either way, the argument still stands. That's not no way that happens twice. If that happens twice, it will be amazing. Stupid, yeah. I'm I'm gonna look it up while yeah. while Chris keeps talking. Sorry. So I think both those teams overperformed. So I think there's a lot of room for St. Louis, Dallas, and Nashville to move around. I just still think it's most likely that they end up in that in that position. Um, I also really wouldn't be surprised if the stars missed the playoffs this year. Um, that kind of goes with their pattern of in and out first yeah. of all. <laughs> so nature loves patterns and boy, does nature love that pattern? Uh, <laughs> I also think there will be some growing pains switching to the DeBoer system. Um, and what we're really hinging the stars being a great team on and being an actual contender is Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan 
not being awful. Getting back to similar <laughs> shape. I mean, just not just not being awful. I mean, you you can't pay a uh, two players nine million to get fifty points. You can't. Yeah, we're asking eighteen million dollars to be decent second line guys, and we can't get that. I mean, it's tough to be a good team when you have that. I mean, you think you look at the team we have, and you're surprised that we're in cap trouble, and then you remember those two contracts. And it's like, well, dang, yeah, of course we're in cap trouble. We got twenty million dollars in thirty goals, so it's tough. I mean, it's tough to make a good team with those contracts still on the board. The, the ideal thing that happens is that they both figure it out, or just Sagan figures it out. If just Sagan figures it out and becomes a good player again, we're right back in the top three, easily, no problem. Um, but yeah, I'm a little wary right now with with the star situation overall. Um, I also think that the Central Division is a lot is probably the worst it's been in ten years. So I think yeah. there's three teams from the central this year. Oh, really? So you think five are going to make it from the Pacific? I think five can make it from the Pacific. Really? Okay. That's surprising. Mm. Yeah. I think it can be Calgary, Edmonton, Vegas, and the Canucks. Maybe. I don't know. Central's not very good right now. I mean, the, the central well, the is still really close right regardless of if it's good or good or not. So it'll still be fun to watch the central. Yeah. And we're definitely, the stars are 100% in the mix. I just don't think that they have taken the steps to move up from a bubble team. And, and there's the too many questions for that. Yeah. There's too many questions. And the reason for that is because we have $20 million locked up. Yep. So we, we upgraded our forwards. We lost a defenseman. We're going to be a more offensive team. I think it's going to balance out. We're, it'll be more fun to watch for us, at least. <laughs> but Hopefully. I think we're on the bubble there. Knock on the wood. Okay. All right, James. What you got? Okay, so I also have Arizona at eighth. Dang. If anyone loses to this team... Like in the standings, it's gonna be so sad for them. They they are literally going to lose to a team who's playing in a college stadium. That's gonna be a brand new so college sad. stadium. It, upgraded, not brand new. <laughs> it's upgraded. Yeah. No, it's it is not brand, brand new. It is, no, it is brand new. No, they upgraded it. They just Maybe added it's brand stuff new to and it. Then they upgraded it. <laughs> Whatever. Either way, I that's actually something we should talk about. Is it going to be hard for away teams to play games in that stadium? Oh yeah, definitely. I, I, I think it will. You're just in like this be. tiny little box, like mini mites <laughs> locker room, and then you're like, okay, it's guys, a box. let's go onto the ice. And you're like walking behind the the bleachers, and you just step on through a gate. There's no like smoke show or anything. It's just like, oh, we're playing now. Okay, like <laughs> I feel like it should be tough to get hyped up for that. Oh man. Oh, it is going to be interesting though. It is going to be interesting. All right. I and then I also have Chicago at 7th and Winnipeg at 6th. Honestly, I could expect either of those two switching because just with the stuff that's come out with Winnipeg and all the problems like internally that they've been having, that team is not looking bright unless they can fix their internal problems very quickly. I feel like they could have a very poor season like this i feel like the jets could be one of those teams that you don't expect to be the worst team in the league and then they just are i i really i really think that the jets could do that uh 
In fifth, um, I kind of want to put St. Louis there, honestly, for for the exact wow. reason. For well, for the exact reason why I was I was screaming earlier with Chris is like they they literally had seven or eight 20 goal scorers. I I, I looked it up, James. We were both wrong. They had nine. nine. There's had there's nine. no way. There's no, no no no. Here it is. No, no way no, it happens no. again though. Okay, here it is. So Vlad Tarasenko 34, Pavel Buchnevich 30, Jordan Cairo 27, David Perron 27, who's not there anymore. So David Perron's gone. Uh, Ivan Barvashev, 26, Braden Shin, 24, Braden's, Brandon Saad, 24, Ryan O'Reilly, 21, Robert Thomas, 20. And then Justin Falk, the defenseman, had 16. Yeah. So I mean, they could I have had 10. I don't even, honestly, I don't recognize half of those names. <laughs> so, like, there, there's, there's no way, there's no way that they all score 20 goals again, even if they get the, the eight people that they have left to all score 20 goals again. There's no way, no chance, man. I was really um, close to making that, shift, that switch to James. So I applaud you. I'm going to put Nashville at fourth because I want the stars to be number third. <laughs> so <laughs> Nashville is fourth. I'm going to put Dallas number three. I'm actually going to switch Colorado and Minnesota. I'm going to put Minnesota first in the division. They're going to have a full season with Flurry and Net. That is going to be a lot scarier than people realize. Wow. That's a hot right. take for me. A little, little okay. bit of Stanley Cup fog for Colorado too, huh? That's a thing. All right. Unless uh, it's Tampa. Unless it's Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, I was wrong, I guess, according to both of you. I have Chicago as number eight, just because I want them there, because they suck. I would I love to see them there. Um, <laughs> I don't think any of us would hate that. <laughs> in fact, I, I think, everyone in the Central would probably be okay with that one. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, definitely. Uh, Arizona is definitely going to have home ice advantage in a college arena, and lots of other teams are not going to be used to it, so they're going to be seven. They're going to get, like, one or two wins extra over the – over the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, n- number six, I have Winnipeg. I, I think bonus is actually, and you know, Ardell, I'll, I'll pull up Ardell's comment about right that here. Actually, our bonus is actually the perfect coach for that locker room. He, it really is, and we've talked about it on this podcast that you know, there's apparently some, you know, there, there's some stuff going on in the locker room there. That's the easiest way to put it. There seems to be like you know, players at each other's throats. And if there's anybody that can fix the situation like that, and be it's it's Rick yes. Bonus. He, he's a great I, guy, I, and he's a I, decent coach on top of that. So yeah, I, I didn't think about that either. I forgot about Bonus going there. Yep. Um, James, I have Minnesota at fifth. Wow, you are stupid. That's You're an idiot. Stupid. I have. They Minnesota have Mark Andre Flurry for a That's full season. There's no the chance. I, I just that's don't. That's the dumbest take of the night. I'm sorry. No, I don't. I just don't see it. They, the, I think they way overperformed. I don't. I. I mean, Kaprizov is excellent. Ryan Hartman came out of nowhere and had a career year. I don't think he's going to do that again. Um, they lost Kevin Fiala. They had to trade him because they put themselves in cap hell because of the uh, the whole Ryan Suter Zach Parise thing. I just don't. I don't see it. And I know Mark and the only thing that could help them is Mark Andre Fleury. That's it. That's literally the only Boy, thing that can he help. help. Yeah. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, that's and what I'm saying. Like, they only had him from the trade deadline last year. That's the long. They had him for like how long is the trade deadline? Like, how many games after the trade deadline? Two and a half months. Yeah, something like that. It's like, but I, but it, it still it, it still didn't do them any good in the playoffs, and the and they actually had to go to Talbot during the playoffs. They, they went up against the the nine twenty goal scorers. <laughs> <laughs> but like we talked about we, we talked about that being like a pretty tough series for both teams you know and we, we could it see was. it going either and, way and, and I honestly i thought that series it. was was pretty tough for both teams i don't think i don't think either of those teams were definitively were going to win that series after game four well i mean we both thought it we, we all thought it was going to go to seven and this was like one of the few series that didn't go to seven it and still went, it to six. Six. <laughs> it still went to six. No, I, I'm not saying That's that at still all. Crazy. It's still crazy. It's still a great series, but I just it's, don't. It's, I don't it, it was see surprising it. last year that five series went to game sevens. That's not going to happen again. That was, awesome. <laughs> that was amazing, I but that is not again. going to happen again. Five I mean, game sevens. That was fantastic. Like, like it just takes one team having one bad game six and it goes the other way, and now you don't have a game seven. <laughs> Let's shoot for six next year. <laughs> let's shoot for eight. <laughs> eight all eight all eight um uh, i want to put dallas higher because i really want to but they were number four for me uh i just there there's too many questions jake ottinger proved himself and he definitely proved himself in the playoffs but he's done it once he's got to do it twice in order to be recognized as a full-fledged top elite goaltender um one, one final thing so that we still stay dallas stars homer the us having so many questions is also the reason we could be a great team too. Yes, so exactly. if all those it questions could, could go, go the right way. way, we could win. We could win the division. I mean, honestly, that I don't. If we won the division, I would not be crazily surprised. But it's just a lot of question marks, like you're saying, and that's I, and you can't. It's hard to assume that all of those are going to go our way. And I just think there's too many questions. I don't think that they're a shoe in. Even if they're like the best they can possibly be, I don't think they're they're gonna win the division. That's if they're the best watch. they can be, they win the division, in my opinion. They have the potential to do it. But I just think the players are not where they should be. I, I've got Good. Dallas at number four, and I've got uh, Nashville at number three, and I've actually got uh, Dallas and Nashville actually pretty close. And the only reason why I have Nashville above Dallas is just because of goaltending. I mean, UC Saros is a, is a complete beast. He was really good. He was able to keep his team in and you saw how much he meant to that team when he wasn't in the playoffs against uh, the avalanche. I mean, they just got destroyed. It wasn't even close. Um, so, but I mean, they were able to keep a lot of their top guys. They were able to keep Forsberg, uh, there was someone that I just, re, uh, Nino Niederreier was able to sign a contract there. And I think that's an underrated signing kind of like the Mason Marchment signing. I think that's going to be good for, for Nashville. And they've still got Matt Duchesne who, yeah, he sucked his first year in Nashville, but last year he was really good for them. Um, I, Ryan Johansson is okay. Go ahead. I think Nashville is a worse team than Dallas. And I think Ottinger will be a better goalie this year. And so, I, I'm not I mean, saying, Honestly, like when you go and you look at the stats this year between Saros and Otter, they are very similar. Honestly, I mean, and we didn't they, think Otter had a great regular season. Yeah, no, Saros had a nine eighteen 
and I'm I looked at it already, but and Otter had a nine fourteen save percentage. I mean, that's four points that off high for the regular season. For the regular season, wow. and yeah, and um, and also a, in, a good in goal goals game. against goals against average, Otter had like a nine point. Uh, sorry, a two point five something, and Saros had a two point six something. So it's like those goaltenders That's are close. had very similar seasons, honestly. And Saros had a Saros, <laughs> yeah, and Saros played a little more probably, honestly. No, oh, no, he so, definitely played more because so, they don't really, they didn't really have a guy who could play. Well, uh, they had David Riddick who sucked it up in the playoffs, and then Connor Ingram who he shouldn't be expected to be the starter, but yeah, it is what it is. But um, anyways, finish off because it's already getting late, guys. I got St. Louis number two. I've got Colorado number one for obvious reasons. Uh, unlike James, I think they're going to be able to have a bunch of goal scorers like they did this past season. Nine, no there's no, no way there's, that's going to happen. No chance. Five no or chance. six, definitely. I could see they five had, or six getting They have like what, one or two 30 goal scorers and all the rest of them had 20. No way, yeah. dude. No way. <laughs> James, there's you, no way. Oh, ye of little faith. There's no that, way. That team is a statistical anomaly, okay? <laughs> they don't make sense. <laughs> That's not <laughs> supposed to happen. James is a numbers person. Yeah. Either way, this has told me this, this whole exercise here. The East is so much better than the West. <laughs> it really is. It there really are so is. many good teams in the East. So, but the best team is in the West. The best team is in the West. Yeah, it's true. Okay. Anything else we need to wrap it up here for tonight, guys? Anything else? Aggies are ranked six in the AP preseason poll. I'm so excited. Gigum whoop. Is it time for them? Is it time for them, Chris? You think they get it? Uh, I think they're in the playoffs and they lose first first game. But when's their first game? Is the starter. When, when's their no, first no, game? Think, oh, their first their first game starts September third, I think. Yeah, I'm saying they're gonna lose the first game of this of the college football playoff. The they're CFP, not gonna lose yeah. to Sam Houston State. <laughs> <laughs> no if they way. lose to Sam Houston State. That's that's that's. Go sad. Bearcats! Rar, rar, rar! bears. Nope. Bear, okay. Bearcats. I know. I know. I know. I'm just making fun of Baylor because I think this is. Silly. Meow. Wacko. Meow. Okay. Anyways, guys, uh, it's getting late here tonight. We're going to wrap it up. Uh, Chris James, hope you guys do well uh, with next week. I don't know if we're going to do one next week. It just depends on, you know, what's going on, what we got going on. But uh, we appreciate you guys listening to this episode, whether you're listening to it later or right now uh, live. Um, please go and check us out anywhere your social media is. Facebook, YouTube. <laughs> You know, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. And if uh, you're listening on the podcast side, huh? Buy our merch. Yep, StarCasticalMarkShop.com. Go and check that out. And then uh, also, if you're listening on the podcast side, leave us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate that. That would help us out tremendously. So, and uh, once again, thanks to our sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. Use that promo code THPN next time you use DraftKings Sportsbook. Thank you, Chris. Vanna Whiting, it again. Bringing this whole episode to a full circle. Along with Chris. <laughs> along with Chris and along with James. My name is Ryan. We will catch you guys on the flip side. We hope you guys have a good, fantastic evening, morning, whenever you're listening to this.
Good night, guys.